0: Do, did
1: it, Coming it, did
2: Bingo! Good evening, everybody, and. did Welcome to Fish on Friday on Welchworth's Lunch Day. It's party time! Yay! Oh. Yeah. The um, wife poured the Erdinger and left it half full. It's not as if this is the alcohol-free, uh, alcohol-fry variety. And um, However, um, she's actually just gone down the co-op to get the, some Prosecco and some wine for us. Um and I've told her to switch the computer off and not go back through to the room when she comes back. It's, um, this has been... <laughs> a stressful weekend, right? Um, you know, it's uh, <laughs> a stressful week, as you can tell by my uh, near-maniac status. I, um, I've been on gunnery control for the last couple of days. Um... um <laughs> And someone has been um, sending me through emails because I've said, you know, I said to Basil, if you just concentrate on kind of getting the orders into them, I said, send me all the questions through, send me all the questions through. So I was gunnery officer for two days, and you know, people talk about it, it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, reincarnation and stuff, right? And you know, if if I'm ever reincarnated, I really, really, my idea of hell, absolute hell, would be. Customer services. I, uh, my temperament's, you know, I, I'm I'm quite fiery You know, I can I can be feery times, and people have seen the bear. No, my other name is is Harrington Bear. Introduced the boy, by the way. Look at this. After all the complaints last last week about like the bear was improperly dressed, the bear is dressed wearing part <laughs> of the merchandise. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I, I would. I, my idea of hell would be coming back as, as a customer service guy. Because I mean, Haddington Bear, right? As I'm, or the Bear, as I'm sometimes known amongst friends, because I'm prone to uh, becoming quite bear-like. <laughs> it's uh, I've had to really hold back and um, not get involved because uh, there's been some testing questions. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's why I try and put the thing up on Facebook. And I know not everybody's got Facebook. I know that, I appreciate that. And f- the Facebook pages are copied across to the website you know, for that very reason, right? And, uh, but I mean, it's, you know, you, you go into capital letters because you just go, please, please read this carefully. And there's the big capital letters and stuff. And you still get it, you know? Um, I've just ordered, can you tell me when, when my album's coming, please, right? <laughs> when I'm going to get it. Uh, and uh, there's been, I'm, I'm not going to go into it, because it's like, but there, there's been some bad stuff, well not bad stuff, it's bad for me, <laughs> it's bad for my temperament, for my heart, I forget to eat, and I end up just going through there, and, and drinking coffee, and doing heavy duty vapes, and just sitting on the table, I get cold finger, like, from typing, I mean, I, I'm not a typist, I'm rubbish at it, right, and it was, uh, and I get cold finger; it just goes completely dead. I've got to go through and run it under a warm tap, right? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> oh god. The good news is, right? The really good news is, and I'm really happy about this, you know, because we'll be taking extra special care. Is that the vinyls are getting out there, and they're all the vinyls were the first ones to go on on Monday, and a lot they they're all getting out there, and there's only been I've had. Only, I mean, touch beer, right? Um, I've only had, we've only had one problem on a damaged package, right? And I don't know what happened to it, but I think it was run over by a tank, right? Because but everyone else is arriving, and then you know the, the only couple of couple incidents, it's been good. I'm happy. Somebody found a, a bad scratch in a vinyl in Sweden, and. That was a manufacturer's thing but that was that was done in the in the manufacturing process so it was like you could actually see where the vinyl had ripped up it wasn't even a scratch it was ripped up vinyl so that was sort of so done that you know i'll be doing loads of things and um you know in between kind of making tea for the, the guys that are working here and then doing soup and i was nearly late tonight because i had to run through and take tea to my mum and i'm taking tea through at my mum because my mum my 87 year old mother is through in the bedroom Packaging standard CDs. Really, really. My my mum, my is pack- she loves it. She loves doing it. It's great. She's bam, bam, bam. And all you, Smona, Smona. And then you hear the little, the walker coming through. Chicka, 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 chicka. And the big, one. it's my mum behind a pile of CDs. There's another other batch. So when you get your standard CDs, most likely they've been put together by my mother. Right? So it's like, so taking a cup of tea through before Fish and Fish, Fish and Friday was easy. <laughs> Oh God! Anyway, let's go and look at the scroll about yeah. uh, Wolfgang trevor Please do not, please be able to read. And, Anders Sundblad, hello from Sweden. Uh, Ray Lambert, where am my delivery across the pond, but you got an iTunes good? Yeah, it's up there, and it's weird. It's like you know, I'm sitting here in the studio, and it's kind of you know, I had the same thing with Feast the Consequences when we released the, the the flat codes because the deluxes were so late. And... uh it was a strange feeling getting that reaction coming in. And even today, you know, this morning, well, even the, the, just yesterday when I went up, and you got my vinyl arrived, vinyl arrived, and then you see pictures of people over
1: there.
2: It's me, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. I've got one too. That's Facebook post. Got it! Yeah! And it's brilliant right it's great you see but you feel so dislocated from it all i mean it's it's kind of you know that that bit when you actually finish the album and hear the mixes and go off it's like a steve anser said to me like you know well that's it done And i go it's, it's not it's kind of <laughs> there's another range of mountains and um so it's interesting to, to see the albums and i'm glad they're arriving and i'm glad they're arriving safely and it's. I think once the, we've got the fragile stickers on, we got the we got the you know the <laughs> do not bend stickers on. So we're taking every precaution. So because I mean, that was. Simona was actually really worried about it the other day. She was getting so stressed out. It's like I hope they arrive okay. I hope they are going to arrive okay. And because um, this is us, you know, this is just us. It's Simona and myself, and four little minions, including uh, you know my stepson, Liam and. Um, and we've had to kind of do the whole social distance bit here because it's a workplace and everything and keep the table separate and, you know, the guys are all the windows are open, veluxes are open, the fans are going, you know, everybody's washing their hands, they deal with it, there's their toilet, there's the exit, there's the forward door, Rab's, it, we're doing everything, right? Because I was terrified, you know, when I said on Friday, you know, something's going to happen and look what happened! <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so, um, and the guys are, are take really good care. They're kind of, this there's a couple in a bubble, but that's all my stuff. Don't worry about that. Shit, I deal with. But, you know, it, it is just that this is this. This isn't Amazon. This is, you know, this is kind of, you know. And this house. <laughs> I don't think for one minute that Jeff Bezos' house or the house of Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos, I don't think his house looks like this. I don't I don't think he's got a mansion somewhere like you know, with like, a lot of cardboard stacked in the dining room table. No, that's not these are all deluxes. The deluxes the arrived yesterday and uh we decided to just focus on getting um them packed, you know. And the boxes are really cool. So it's um The very sturdy things. Very sturdy things. So um I'm happy but that's and then and there's another there's another thousand there that are all gonna be packaged up this week. So it's like that is that is what we do kids. This is what am This is the coal face. This is the coal face. So when you get all your things arriving at your door, this is where they come from. And this this table here actually. That table. Um, that was the table that used to be in Lanfine in Dalkeith and the family home in Dalkeith. And I used to do my homework on that when I was a kid. And uh, I've actually, it's really weird because it, there's these big mats that go on the top, right? See, it's a really old table. And uh, it's, been, it's been in our family. That, was, that table was originally in Glasgow, way back in the early 1900s. And it came across and it became the family table. And it's like, and every Christmas I had when I was a kid was around that table. And it used to be in the dining room in, in Lanfine and Glebe Street in Dalkeith. And uh, and it was like, we used to do our homework there. There used to be a piano there that I tried playing, but all I could do was giants and fairies. <laughs> Rubbish, right? But the table, right? I used to do my homework on. I used to play with my soldiers and stuff on it and things. But, uh, and it's really weird because... When my mum moved out, uh, uh, Lady Jane did in North Berwick, when she moved in with us in January 19, there was some furniture and like my sister couldn't take it. So it was like, and we had the space, so it was like, I, kinda, I inherited the kind of family dining room table. And um, and it's really weird. It's like, because I can see there's actually, there's pencil drawings on the on the, the mats that I did when I was a kid, when I must've been about sort of like 11, 12 year old or something, you know, and it's like, some of it's been rubbed off, you know, obviously. like well, drawings am big ditties, <laughs> And uh, some of it's been all rubbed off, but I mean, it, it's there. And here I am now in my studio with the family dining room table, which is the working space for our little minion munchkins, for Liam and his, his mates. And that's where my final album is getting packaged and sorted and put out, which there's something really nice and circular about all that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's uh, you know it's as if it's meant to be, but the, but the house is just full of cardboard.
1: What? what?
2: <laughs> I got a message today saying you've had a delivery from Amazon, and I've just seen a box in the boxes. I
1: <laughs> oh, don't
2: know what this is. Nice packaging though. (laughs) God, God, take your hand off them. Good, nice packaging. Our our competitors. Oh, by the way. Oh, seriously, you couldn't write this, right? This is what arrived. You can't see it because it's reversed, right? It's fragile stickers. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Amazon. Yeah, this is fragile stickers because we had to get them really quickly. And because uh, we ran out we ran out yesterday, I think it was, and it was like you know, and i put the oh bro. So that's it from <coughs> from Jeff Bessis to me. Fragile stickers handle with care <coughs> Rock in uh, <laughs> That wasn't planned by the way at all. I did actually just see that Amazon box on the cartons. But um anyway, uh Peter Stubbs. Thanks to your mum for me. C D arrived this morning, it sounds great. Cheers. Oh, yeah. The CD the CDs were sent out uh on Tuesday, right? No, Wednesday. Right? CDs were sent went left on Wednesday, so they've been arriving on Thursday. And it's already some bastard has already put it up on a torrent site, right? It's like why? You know. Thanks, mate. Cheers. You know? It's um I just heard on Facebook today, it was like, I, actually, I went up and I actually put a post up saying, please don't th- upload this to the internet. And somebody did. It's come from somewhere. And uh, it's still on a top site. And they're bastards, I hate them. It's like, it's tough enough trying to exist these days, right? When no live shows and all the rest of it, without somebody taking your brand new album on its release date and throwing it up for free on some illegal site... Or, or, you know, just like, hey, have this guy's stuff. Yeah, come on in. Hey, to come get the keys to my house, take all the artwork as well. Bastard. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it annoys me. And it, that's, you know, one of the frustrating things. I mean, with the Feast of Consequences album, when we did, uh, when it went, went out, we threw up a bunch of um, files that only had kind of about 10 seconds of music and nothing on the rest of it. So people were down, downloading this massive chunk of nothing. And we sent about seven of them, and it worked for a while, for like for about five days until somebody realised what was happening, and then bam, the album's gone up again. But, um, but yeah, that's the problem. So for people who have bought this album, bought Versus Burns, thank you, and I really sincerely mean that. That ain't just a passing-off comment. It's like because, you know, it's, it's paid for the album, and it's moving into, you know, after five years, you know, it's been a long sea effect. So, so thank you. And to the guys on the Torrent site, like, fuck you. Right. Anyway. So Tri Desta Heriante, uh, Nuno Lorarenko from Portugal. and uh, James from Gower. John Watson. Uh Laura Bit war John Bilgin, Pittsburgh, USA. You worked with me on the Sunsets tour. Missed you there. I've got to roll this down because otherwise
1: I'm gonna get Um Have,
2: have you uh, Javier Enrique Diaz, fishes a pep in his step today. Yes, I have. You know, I, I, I said this, you know, it's like, I, I, by the way, oh, this is an off thing. This is great. This is, real. I was going to get a mirror so I can show this in the mirror, but it's, um, you can see it. This is, it's the Edinburgh News. It's the Edinburgh Evening News and I'm on the front cover, which was fantastic. Liam Ruddon uh, phoned me up and we did a great interview and it was, it was a really good interview. And um and he went to his his guy and they gave us or they gave me uh well they gave Liam and me um uh two two episodes. <laughs> two papers. So I was in it yesterday and I'm in it today. And it's great. And this was this was the first batch. Big two piece thing here. Happy days. Thank you very much, Liam. And my mum was very happy when she saw it, right? It was a, uh, yeah, it was great. It's you know, I didn't believe the news you know, the of course it's mentioned in internal ex internal exile, look internal exile. So. A blue umbrella, do not and even the news stuff deep in his pocket, heading out west for the Lothian Road. There you go. Uh uh Ido Julian Edison, it's on YouTube. Uh Michael Lee, Patrick Svensson from Sweden, yeah, John Watson, yeah. Uh Wayne Baldry, the digital age, yeah, digital. As I'm saying, it was like you know, back in the day, it was your know, vinyl and cassette on script, you yeah. know. And of course, and pitch disc, of course. Tom Cramps, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> George, Whitney, all these numpties that upload albums, need a visit from the old Win- Winburn gang. Right. I think you met Windburn. Uh, William Van Sinberge Vatershut thank you very much from Valencia right Nigel Robinson do you think you're missing out on sales from traditional outlets or giving the extra publicity nah I mean you know who's going out at the moment you know it's uh this is the way we do it this is the way I choose to do it go away Simon Muston oh. um this is the way I choose to do it um, well, Ronnie, at the moment, it's, it's really high stress and I really feel for Simona. She is going through absolute hell trying to deal with whack a at the moment. And, um, you know, it's, uh, she's had to learn a whole new programme and she's doing brilliantly at it. But I can see that she's very, very stressed out, which is why I bought her an extra bottle of Prosecco for tonight, for Friday, because we can sleep in tomorrow and Mum can get a breakfast a bit later. I won't be drinking Erlinger or anything soon after this. But yeah, they're going out. Uh, <clears throat> Michael from Poland, obviously. Michael, yeah. Where's the party? It's the party's here, mate. This is it, we're all here. You know, special guests are arriving later. Yeah. Virgil Kane from TCI. Zoe so Barraclough, Happy Lodge Day, Simon Farquhar. Uh, yes, I do have the blue umbrella painting. Oh, That's another, for another day. Ray Lambert, Raymond Van Jeek, Do you collect all the articles, interviews like in a photo album? No, I used to. I did it up to about 1982, the end of 1982. My mum kept a lot of stuff. My mum and dad had, had big scrapbooks that they've given me. But I mean, it's, it was impossible. It was, it was, it was too much. I you mean, know, I think especially around you know the, the big eighty five period, it was uh, it was nuts. It was just reams and reams and reams. I mean, we used to see the press coming into the UMI press office. So there was just stupid amounts, you know. But yeah, so it's it's, it's it, yeah. I've I've still got a lot of bits and pieces. I've kept a lot of you know things like you know leave like the news. You know, I, I I keep something like that, and I, that goes to Tara and, and things eventually. You know, it's uh yeah. But, I mean, yeah, so there's there's boxes. I told you I told you on a previous one, there's boxes of merchandise up in the eye. But, um, I just the rats haven't got it yet. <laughs> uh, Amy I hello from New York. Um, uh, Trond Solihog, Trondheim. Yeah, that was where the, the Trondheim waltz got its name, right? It was, um, the sea song Trondheim waltz. It was, um, it wasn't known as the sea song Trondheim waltz till, uh, till we were right into there after the the tour because what actually happened for those who don't know is when originally weltschmerz was supposed to (laughs) veltschmerz it's the teeth (sighs) they are moved um originally weltschmerz was supposed to be out in uh in 18 right and we only had three tracks we actually had four tracks recorded including sea song and we took them out, and of course, as you know, it was it was a big, big bundle of, of music. I mean, it was um, it was 40 minutes or something within the set, which was great because we could play new material because everybody was going, well, what's happened to this alleged new album that's coming out that you're writing? And we promised to play new material, and we did on that 18 tour. And we also played Sea Song for the first time. And it was, you know, when you play new songs, you always get a little bit nervous, you know? And even though Parley was kind of out at the time, the the, the Parley EP was out at that time with those particular versions. It was, um, you know, you're still nervous because it's like, you know, people going, what is this? And I think Sea Song was was a tricky little number. And um, we kind of, there was that jaunty bit in the middle and we were kind of, I was was thinking all the time about, oh, I need to do something here. You know, there's got to be something live to just... Rather than just clapping or or swaying and things like that, I thought, and it was in Trondheim that we decided to go for it, and we we said like you know well why don't why don't people waltz? And it's like well you know when I when I raise my hands right when I raise my hands we want you to turn around and you know dance with the person immediately next to you, which you could do now. <laughs> <laughs> You're dance four feet away from each other. That right? looks stupid. Right? But, <laughs> 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 no no I've just got images going through my head but it was uh, but yeah so in the intro time in Trondheim we said okay when I signal you know it's a waltz right and we said just turn around it doesn't matter whether it's a guy whether it's a girl just a person immediately next you, you turn down instinctively and just dance a waltz with them right and we did it and it was brilliant and the whole place turned into an entire kind of dance floor it was like it was fantastic and we kept it, and it, it became like the company, you know, with the ballet dancing, which I think most of you know about. The song of the company is a traditional thing on, on, from stage to ask the audience to perform a ballet dance during a certain part of the song. And so it became a Trondheim waltz. And um, and then it had to be called the sea song, the Trondheim waltz, because it was just so associated with, with, with Trondheim. And uh, and it was interesting to me sometimes we used to flake eggs. You see two great, great big hairy munchkins, (laughs) and you're going like, "I want you to dance." And you see them looking at each other at the corner eye like that, going, "Oh, for God's sake, (laughs) no!" And then it's like they're going, "Oh no!" And you can see them getting more and more embarrassed, going, "No."
1: Want
2: to do this, And they've got, and he's got. Do I just stand here and look really tough, right? And then it comes out. It goes okay. The Trondheim Waltz, and he goes, oh ah, nah, nah. two big fat guys waltzing about the floor. Brilliant. I love when that happens. Uh, uh, so yeah, the Trondheim Waltz. That's why it's got its name on the, the publishing. Right? Uh, Drew, what's it? Uh. John Waters, puts track and says your box was delivered today. What, well, my box, or your box? My box, my box was delivered today. Yeah, I did, that's what I'm saying, I got a message to and I just completely forgot about it. When was the last time I sung Kayleigh in my head in the shower? I can't even remember. Not in the last 20 years. Um I what I ever did. Uh, John Gimminota, not Rock City gig, yep. Uh Kenny Tate from Dunbar, I'm scrolling down so I can get back into it, <coughs> David Gillette, yeah, uh, Nigel Oliver, I've got no idea, right, Michael, are you going to sing for us today, a little acoustic jam session with your unexpected guests, well, if I could teach a three-legged, a three-legged dog to play piano, then we'll have a wee sing-song, <laughs> Uh, Greg Hale yeah silent discos silent discos I I just find that a bit weird you know I mean that's kind of like no (laughs) putting headphones on and just dancing around and you know um, at least you know if if people nearby if they're listening to the music that you're dancing to it kind of explains (laughs) kind of why you're going through those strange motions. <laughs> you know, when you're silent disco dancing, you know, to everybody else, you're just going... It's like people wrestling to you the floor.
1: You're wrestling. <laughs> I was just doing YMCA. <laughs> uh,
2: John B. Finn, will your final tour include Australia? To be honest... Oh, nah, it's nothing to do Well, like... Wanting to go down there or anything i've I've wanted to go to australia for ages in fact somebody i think wrote something on one of the facebook pages about it i can't remember what it was and um and they were talking about australia and basically they they put the first couple of albums there i think i think misplaced came out but they weren't really interested in us i think if if we'd gone down there was there was a chance to go down there i think it was when we got offered the Queen Tour in uh, 1986, when we went out and did those, um, when we did that. And of course the manager was more interested in, in money and to go down to Australia would have cost an absolute fortune. One of the problems we had actually, even with the States, was that we became so big in Europe that to go to America, everything had to be really downsized, you know. And some people didn't really want to downsize and, um, you know, and I had to go out as it was and, or, you know, it still went out with a production that was bigger than what we needed. And one I remember one of the problems we had was, you know, we were playing America, not, well, we were, we were playing the USA and we were playing at clubs and then we went up to Montreal and Quebec and we were suddenly playing huge gigs. Like it was an ice hockey stadium, I think in, in uh, Quebec. And, um, I went to bring in all this new production. I mean, it was one of the problems we had, just, you know, downsizing. I mean, with a fish unit, I can downsize. But, I mean, even downsizing and getting all the way to Australia, the cost of flights and, and all the rest of it, and for what we could do, you know, you know, there's just it's just not enough fans down there to, to to support going all the way down. I mean... As a person, I've always wanted to go there. I mean, even when I did the interview with the the guy from New Zealand, you know, last week. You know, New Zealand's a place I've always wanted to see. And I know there's a lot of Scots down there and there's a lot of Scottish heritage down there, which is another reason I'd love to go down. The Fishheads Club Tour would have been the best best, um, unit to have taken out. If if I could have taken the acoustic thing, but, you know, it's uh, another time. Fee My Hill, yeah. Mark Palmer, three-legged dugs are amazing. They are. They're incredible. Right. Um... <laughs> Karen Knight. Fish, you have some very kind fans out there. Tell them thank you. So there's a big thank you to you all from Karen Knight. Oh, a couple of things I'll show you. What time is it? I start fast. right ah. ah. Love this. You're gonna love this, right? right. Darren Mor- Morash. Morash? Morash? Darren Morash. Darren Morash. Darren Morash. Darren, Morash. Darren Morash, is- Morash is from Nova Scotia in Canada. Alright? And he goes. um, this wooden marionette was ordered by John Waters and this is what I'd like to thank. I'd really like to thank John Waters because um, John sent me a photograph of this thing, right? And I didn't know how big it was. It was a, It was a photograph of this kind of marionette thing, right? And it was me, right, as a marionette, right? And he said, John said, like, I've got this for you, right? And I want to send it over to you. And he said, like, I really hope I want it to arrive on the release date of Eltschmerz, you know, as a kind of good luck thing, you know, the rest of it, which was brilliant, right? And then I got a message from my an email, and it was, um... They'd been told it won't arrive until the 29th. And he was a bit upset about it. Well, John Waters, he has arrived. He's here, right? And I he said, he's also a fan... This is Darren Morash, and you want to get a photograph with a man in it. Yes, 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 right? Darren Morash. Yes, I will email you. But he made, the, he made this thing, right? He made it. But my point was, right, I got this photograph, right, but I had no idea how big it was, right? And I'm trying to judge by the, the foliage and stuff because it was a photograph taken of it being on a, a kind of tripod thing, right? And I couldn't tell how big the tripod was either, and I'm going like, you know, and I'm thinking, I hope this isn't a life-size thing, right, because he's sending it through the post. (laughs) (laughs) And I imagine this huge coffin, big cardboard coffin, right, coming with a marionette in it, and we're going, maybe it's three feet or something like that, you know. And then we went up to the marionette website and we saw photographs of people saying, oh, well, it's looking kind of like a a bit easier, But even so, I didn't know, you know, whether it was going to be this huge lump of timber, right? And where were we going to put it, right? Because I'm going, well, and he said, it's pine, right? So I said, well, maybe we could get the cupronol out, right? And maybe keep it out in the garden and use it as a scarecrow, right? Because that might be quite cool, right? Having a scarecrow that looks like me out in the garden, right? And, and, but and we're going. To, but if we do that, if it's that big, we're going to have to get a tripod, which means I'm going to have to phone up some scaffolding guys to build this massive tripod. And like, you know, and how are we going to hide it? And I've got this whole thing, and it was like that Stonehenge, Spinal Tap thing. How big is the marionette? How big is this marionette? Is it this massive life-size character, or is it something a lot smaller? It arrived in a box, and it's brilliant. Please meet the marionette. Look at that, eh? Is that not brilliant? That's me and my marionette. Thank you very much, John Morris. It's a bit zombie-like, but then again, I understood it's the Mudman. So the Mudman arrived in the house on strings. Thank you. All the way from Nova Scotia. I think that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, the gun that's above there, right? There's a gun. There's a gun in there. Can you see that? Yeah, you see the rifle. It's not a rifle. Right, well, it's a musket. Right? It's not a real one. It's a toy one, but not a toy toy one. I was given. My dad was given that by. Um, reverend mcintosh right, at dalkeith and that gun used to be up in the clock tower of it used to be up in the clock tower of saint nicholas church and my dad and his best friend e McCarter went up there where uh, the reverend mcintosh right they all used to go these to all kick about together and go drinking together and stuff anyway they went up there and found it and that's actually a practice gun a wooden practice gun For the Dalkeith Yeomanry, and uh, they used to train with them. So I mean, they're really like they're they're just like toy guns. You can't, they don't go bang. You can't put anything in them. It's they're just like it's a toy gun, and um and it hangs above the fireplace. So like you know, gives you know with the dungarees and all the rest of it, and the gun above the fireplace, you know, it gives you a kind of country redneck kind of feel. You know what I mean? (laughs) But it's not real, Mm. Manuela Otto, oh, hi from Hamburg. Robert Monroe, Christmas is on Friday. Oh, my God. Yeah. forest Pappas. Uh, Antonio Tango Lantorno, hello from Italia. Uh Hill Fish, Tina Lady needed tonight, please. Tina Lady. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, that was it. That's what I'm this final to that, but, you know, I tell... Her. I said it was six feet. Maybe that's where it was. Maybe he got it wrong. Maybe he sent the original instructions in with it. Oh, that's another thing. I, know I told you about that, the microphone. There's so a friend of mine who was doing gates for some broadcasting thing or whatever, right? And he, um, and this is true. It's a true story, right? And he was designing these corrugated iron gates and uh, for, for, like I said, a broadcasting thing. And they decided that they wanted a microphone, right? And so they want to have like a, an old one of them old American type microphones. And um it's uh they wanted that in, in the gate, right? So uh, the guy said send him through a drawing and stuff, and he sent the drawing off to the thing to be lasered, Something it came back. And the guy was up at his workshop waiting on this microphone to come back from the 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 kind of factory that was making out the specialist kind of um steel work for the the microphone, and it was a bit of detail, right? So, and he's got the gates and he's waiting on the microphone to come back to go into the gates. Next thing, this transit van rolls up in his yard. <laughs> he goes, what's mate? said, oh, this is from so-and-so that made the microphone, right? Oh, right, right, it opened up. He was delivered a six-foot-high microphone. <laughs> a six-foot-high radio really microphone. And he said to me, he said, are you interested in it? I'm going, no. <laughs> Well, It might be as a garden ornament having a six-foot American microphone that you can maybe cover in, you know, kind of ivy or something. It might look quite good in the corner of the garden, but, you know, it's like who's expecting a six-inch microphone to go as a bit of detail and it's going to get a six-foot <laughs> high when it That's what I'm saying. I'm just glad the American never turned into a six-foot thing that arrived in a car with books from Nova Scotia. <laughs> just look at the bloody VAT. What's in there, mate? It's a it's a pine fish <laughs> <sighs> Brian Orchard yeah it looks fantastic it is great you know Justin Ross is garden Remember, Members available in sheep music my 11 year old wants to learn it fantastic album thank you mate Justin sorry there's, there's no sheep music for any songs there's some people kind of write into me and go chord charts I don't even know what chord charts are <laughs> but it's um, but no I don't have any chord charts or anything like that for any of the songs any of the, the bits and pieces you know, sometimes you get people going, can you send me such and such? Because I want to play it. and learn to play it at my wedding. And it's so, like, no, I can't do that. No, we don't have anything, you know. The thing with sheet music, you know, I remember back in the day when, um, you know, when you signed a publishing deal, right? You know, you always got, there was a thing on it and it was like you got so much for sheet music, right? And, you know, when we first said, what's this sheet? it was well, that it's if somebody puts your songs down and, and they can sell it and you get... You get publishing from the sale of the, 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 the sheets. How oh, somebody... <laughs> nowadays, I don't... Uh, uh, Steve Wells, so good he's a pair of dungarees, he does. He does need something. Maybe we'll have to get wee dungarees made up for him. So, send so the sizes to you. If somebody's out there could make a wee pair of dungarees for the marionette. But they'll already they'll, they'll go over, I think. I'll have to examine the options. I'm going line. Gary Lindis, have you tried Iron Maiden beers? No. Would you consider owning a brewery? Not a chance in hell. Right. Gabriella Silva, how you John Waters, look for Darionettes on Facebook. That's from John. Hi, John. Glad you're watching. Again, thanks very much, mate. <clears throat> but Darionettes on Facebook. If anybody wants to visit them, you'll see a bunch of other ones. Right. Steve Pitch, great see the Merillion prints. Um, they're not, that misplaced one's not a print. The only one that's a print up there is the, the, the one with the Big Doug. All the others are actually the originals. And sadly, they've, they're fading with the inks over the years. I've been trying to talk Mark into um, doing a wee touch-up. But so far, he's, he's avoided it. But yeah, it's really sad. They're, they're just kind of fading away. But this is, you know, I can either keep it up or put it away and it's getting to the point where I might have to take it down, you know, which is sad. Creme, Captain Malcolm Warnock, hello, Alan Peter Welsh. Looked in the shop, cannot see any 13-star art. Am I looking... That's for Mark, I take it. Mark said sells all the Sigley prints. So if you're interested in buying uh, Mark Wilkinson prints, you can get them from themask.com, I think it is. It's... um, Michaela, oh
1: God, stop doing
2: that. Andy Fox, thanks for a great interview Wednesday. Yeah, talk to Andy Fox, mate of mine down in Bristol, so he's got a big interview, so when that's getting aired, he's doing an hour special on uh, the Velshmats album. So when that happens, it's like, um, I'll give you a heads up. Darren Drayden from Barnsley. (coughs) Thought I saw you once, but then I had sore throat and bad neck, so I could recognise you by birthmarks, maybe. Chris Grubb, greetings from Orlando, Florida. Stop by, we can go to Disney World. I've I've been there. I went there with Tara years and years ago. In fact, round about the time of this album that we're about to play. Yeah. Andrew Evans... Fish on Friday, Christmas Day Friday. It's Christmas Day Friday. Are you serious? I've not checked. Wow. Now there's a show. I'm going to definitely get dressed up for that. If if Fish on Friday is on Christmas, I'll take a vote on wh- whether to do this, whether you want to go this, or whether we could maybe just do a short one, right? But if it's Christmas Day on Friday, wow. wow. Tom from Newly, Minneapolis. Denise from Saint-Germain, oh, Denise from Saint-Germain grand Grantham, Quebec. Hello. Mick James, Abrizi, Birmingham. Uh, Sabine Brignell, guten Fisch, Fish. Wo ist Simona? Simona ist bei KUKA. Uh, sie war bei uh, Co-op. Und jetzt, uh, yes, wir haben, uh, wir, wir trinken ein bisschen Alkohol zusammen und wir können mit dir sprechen für, uh, vielleicht, you know, ein paar Minuten oder so. Das uh, so. ist, Tres Manos, Purple, Vel- Purple Velvet Records, is it going to be your last album? Yes, I've already said this. Yeah. Dennis Wilson from the North Sea. Hello. Tony Hurva. I've got the sheep music for Sugar Mice, have you? Well, maybe that was when they were, it was the last, maybe that was the, around about that time. Yeah, it might be in the late 80s sheep music. Be careful, there's a Welsh by by me, I know. Status quo beer, too, not too sure. David Gillette, yeah. I don't know. It's you know. I don't know anything about beers. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm I, you know. I, I wouldn't. I'm no into you know. If I was going to do something like that, I'd have to be interested in it. You know. And I do like drinking beer, not a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm more of a wine guy than a, than a beer guy. In all honesty. I do like a beer on a on a night, but like, you know, if I'm going down the pub. I drink beer, but I mean, having my own beer, you know, it's, it's like, well, you just put your name on it and like, you take, a, you know, don't need it, you know? It's like, it's one of, it's, it's funny that it's, it's like some people feel that they've got to have empires. And like, you know, and I, I think I went through that stage with Dick Brothers, you know, when it was like, yeah, we could get bigger, 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 bigger. Don't need it, why? It's like, you know, as I said, you know, we've got enough here to kind of, you know keep us going and stuff and we're alive and we've got the garden and um you know we do bits and pieces about here but i mean that's it you know we don't have a, a really expensive lifestyle so it's like to get a brewery it's like you know it would be temptation incarnate right and it just becomes a big headache what do i want to make more money off a brewery for it's like so i'll avoid I, I, like i said i like things simple you know that's why i don't get involved in big record companies and I don't get involved in big distribution and all the rest of it. It's like, we do it from here, fishmusic.scot. It's nice and easy. It's stressful at this kind of time, you know, when your house is full of cardboard, right? But, you know, once you break through that, you know, then it's it's okay and it settles down. But this always happens when there's a new album. James Cassidy, I know you're laughing your tits off at this moment in time, going like, I told you so. We'll get through it, huh? Oh, don't tell me New Year's. Simon Farquhar. New Year's Day is a Friday, Does it? Oh no. Christmas Day is, darling. Darling, yeah? Christmas Day is on a Friday. Huh? Christmas Day is on a Friday. Is it?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh dear. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Oh dear. Oh, dear <laughs> she says. And and New Year as well, but I don't know whether it's Hogmanay or New Year's Day. Now, yeah, Fish and Friday on Christmas Day. Now, that could be something.
1: Oh, no. <coughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we can invite everybody around for dinner, darling.
2: <laughs> 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 David Poulsen, have to let the beer grow. I might just do that. I might get a complete. Might might not be the aim. Maybe I could go for a complete Santa Claus beard and do the whole costume. Do do. We could have Christmas Day, and pull a cracker, virtual cracker together and stuff. No. <laughs> yeah. Neil Quarrell got the sheet music for Kaylee. I don't know. how You got it? I've I've never even seen it. Right. Joby Fox, we were on Emi together. I'm still making music. You were always fun. We we. But your mum was, is... Who were you were? You went up the timeline too quick. Paul Emery, simple is beautiful, yes. Mm. Justin Ross, the alternative queen's speech. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Julia Julie, Heat just become an Avon lady instead. Move no. official Friday to the Thursday for Christmas Eve and hug Minay. See, you're planning my life already, see? It's like, you know, one minute, it's mentions something fishing for you know, fishing for Christmas then, and now. Uh, let's just let's see how it runs. We'll see how it goes. We can maybe do a pre-recording. Well, oh, you can always pre-record it, right? Jack Mack, try Wrexham Lager. The Deadpool actor Ryan Reynolds is interested in buying Wrexham football club. I saw that on the news yesterday. I was really interested. right? It was like, you know. The Deadpool guy, you know? And it's Wrexham Football Club. It's like, why? But I was, it was great. I didn't know this, but they're seemingly the fourth oldest club in, uh, the fourth oldest club in England. Well, although they're Welsh, but they play in the English league. But they're um, the fourth oldest one. Have you signed any of the new albums? Would you have requested? No. 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 It's a thing that I'm doing. Is that an owl on the shelf? Darling yeah. Debbie Alexander just asked if there was an owl on the shelf. Hi. Debbie Alexander asked if there was an owl on the shelf. On which shelf? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is Mona. On, what do you, uh. do you got? Is it, is it Prosecco cold? Yeah. Yeah, come on, go on. Some bottle of Prosecco. it. Fill your glasses. We'll have a little toast. Uncle Derek, would you play Santa on Christmas Day? How does social distancing affect Santa Claus? Can he come in your house? Is that a mixed household? How does that work? You know? You know. <laughs> does he just come in the presents, just leave them outside the door now, rather than kind of get them signed for? Just leave them outside the door, right? Pooh, you oh, here hey, we go. I, sorry, I'll sit on the
0: floor. Move the bear. <laughs> oh.
2: Oh, hello. Anyway. <clears throat> um... Here's to all of you. Thank you very much for being great people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'll hear on VeltroMert's launch day. And thanks for everybody that's bought the album so far and is keeping us alive and in business and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You've been brilliant. Um, my wife, Simona, has been absolutely stunning, sorting a lot of things out for you. You've got no idea how much she does, you know? So to you, darling. Thank you. Love you. love you and to you, happy belchmels day <laughs> uh, oh, it's good that's good very good yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that for tonight. we will see you again next week yeah. <laughs> come on uh, so uh, what's for dinner tonight
0: curry my my own res- my own recipe my curry
2: this is a great curry really happening. yes Please tell them what you please?
0: It. It's a different one. We, I had it, we had it before on official fish on Friday. It's the, um, it sounds more boring. It's the chicken in almond sauce curry. That is really, really good. It's, it's with a lot of chili and ginger and fresh almonds, which you grind fresh. Of mm. course.
2: we chilies for the greenhouse.
0: Yes, chilies yes. and ones. On big onions. The long toms. Oh, long toms. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Joe's long, we call them long toms. Joe's t- long. Yeah, they're called Joe's long chilies. but uh, We just call we them called them long, long toms tom. years yeah. ago. So yep.
0: that's. Mm. Okay.
2: Great. I think you're
0: right.
2: Yeah. Love you. Bye. So there you are. Cheek out your night. Yeah, she's a great lady. Great lady. Like I said, I mean, there's been times where I've I've really felt for her through there. I mean, the stress levels. I mean, someone is just trying to do it right. And she's kind of, was so worried about the orders going out. And it's been, she's been just stunning, right? And like I said, I've felt really guilty. And, I, you know, I kind of felt really bad. It's like, well, oh, maybe we should have moved this out. You know, maybe we shouldn't have done it. You know, is it too much? But, you know... But I mean incredible. Incredible. Sabina Brignall, Pros. Lorna Guire, company for a drink, Chris Harris. Yeah, party special guest's not arrived yet. Is Bindy arrived yet? No. Have you seen Bindy? no, I haven't seen her for yeah. we'll a few days. Yeah. We bit on the door, see if come see if she comes in. Yeah, she always comes in for a sausage. We buy these wieners down at the co op, two for a fiver. Two packs for five, the brilliant. Doug's love them. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. It's ten to seven. Ten to seven. <sighs> Goldfish and Clowns got the vote today by a long shot. And um, it was interesting. Um, it's one of my favourite songs, actually. Um, I love the dynamics of it, and as part of my prep for today, I, I had a wee listen. You know, this is a welcome to Farquhar Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I had a listen to it today, and I, I've forgotten. Kind of, I've forgotten how good it was. And um, I wrote it with Stephen Wilson, and we really wanted a kind of rocky out. You know. Th- throw it track but with incredible dynamics and uh the guitar playing and i was trying to remember i think steve did i think steven played most of the, the guitar on the on this one because it's, it's fantastic the reverse guitar and the, robin i think robin played the acoustics robin bolt played the acoustics and steven did the, uh, the the main electrics and it's this bit where it reverses through and things but but the song was um It was born in Poland, and it was 1995, and I was in Rotzlov, and um, the situation at that time, I always hate this, and I always, someone said, like, you know, kind of come through and sit on the couch, and I always feel really kind of weird when I'm sort of talking about some of this stuff, different when you're writing a book, nothing when you're talking about it, and, you know, somebody's present, right. In 1995, my then wife and I had had a huge argument before I went out on tour, massive, right? And uh, I didn't really expect to be, I wasn't sure whether I was even going to be coming back to house, right? Anyway, so I go on the tour and I was in a kind of very strange frame of mind with it all and stuff. But I was still married, you know, and you know, and Tara by then was was four year old, right? And um, we went to Rostov, and we did the gig, and after the gig, we went to, we went out to radio stations. There was like a couple of radio stations that suppressed people and things, and we had a meal, and it was in kind of the center of Rostov. And I was there, and there was a very beautiful young woman there. Um, the correct pronunciation is Mugajata, right? Mugajata. Uh, is that right, darling? Yeah. Mugajata. Sorry? It's Mugajata. Yeah. Mugajata. Yeah, yeah Mugajata. But for some reason, I got my head that it's right? which is why it's in the lyric. It's wrong. It's a wrong pronunciation that's been pointed out by many of my Polish fans. Right. Anyway... Maggiesata was a real person, and she was she was there, and, uh, and Maggiesata is is I think Margaret is the the, the, the English kind of translation of it. Anyway, we met at this kind of after dinner party, and we ended up schmoozing and da da The drink was flowing, and it was a great time. It had been a wonderful gig. Everybody was happy. Everybody was getting a bit loose, and we were eyeing each other across the table, and. Um, Ended up deep in conversation, and the conversation started to get very, very flirty, and da-da-da, and it was, wow, what an incredible person, and et cetera, et cetera. and it was, um, <clears throat> we were talking, she was in a relationship, I was in a relationship, but we were talking quite openly about the fact that I was married, that she was kind of in a relationship and stuff, and we were talking about the problems that we were undergoing, et cetera, et cetera, and the two of us gravitated towards each other and headed off into the night in a rotslav. And we had an incredibly romantic walk through the old city of Rotslav up. It was near the university part, I think. And it was all, you know, every time you turned a corner, you went into a little tiny square that had a fountain in it, and there was moss, and there was like, you know, you know it was all dark and, you know, shadows and sound of water. It was just a beautiful, beautiful night. And, you know, we ended up walking hand in hand, et cetera, et cetera, and it was all incredibly romantic. And... Um, at the end of it, I went back to my hotel and she went back with her friends because we wandered back to the restaurant. She disappeared. And, um, and we agreed to meet the next day because uh, we had a day off, so we agreed to meet for, for dinner at night. So, um, and we met for dinner at night and it we got continued with this kind of bonding. And, uh, and it was really confusing and there was a lot of feelings flying about from different angles and things. And it was getting quite heated. And uh, we went for a walk as the the darkness was coming in. And um, we went for a walk up into this really old park. And I'd had, when we went up to the park, kind of previous, I had some bits of history in in Poland. And round about that tour, I had a couple of dealings with some people who were, um, uh, basically, we had a couple of arguments with some people who were not nice. And uh, so we were nervous about kind of how we went about and things. So we were always kind of, you know, keeping... We were always had an eye on the, on the side. We went up to this park and sort of like Maghijat and I were in this park and we were wandering about and, you know, kissing under a tree and there was like shadowy figures and there was very little light and it was in the autumn and, you know, it was a spooky, spooky place and there was a lot of really spooky, spooky people there. And um, it was kind of, that stopped us because I didn't have a hotel because that night we were driving and it just felt wrong everything just felt wrong and there was too many signs and and we walked back to the, 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 the street and back into the light again and then we kissed goodbye and I got on a bus and I never saw her again and I wrote this song about it and all this lyric so I kind of Extrapolated a little bit on kind of what it, kind of what it was about the vampires and the werewolves, but you obviously understand it becomes. But the crux of the song is basically, what do you want? It's like you know, I lived a very different life. You know, I was Scottish. I was a rock singer. She had her life and and her thing and stuff, and they were diametrically opposed. And, um, and I was kind of like the goldfish and clowns thing. And, and it was the other bit was that. You know, inside me at that time in '95, you know, I didn't want to get into any relationships, or I didn't, you know, I was. It was a it was a kind of wild time for me then, you know, and um because of what was happening at home. And uh, and I didn't want to get involved. I didn't want to have a love affair. And uh, and it became that's what the song was about. It's like, you know, do, what, what do you do in that situation? You know, do you leave your wife? Does she leave? Da da da. And it was about this whole thing. Where it was so different—kings, queens, pawns—you know, sunset, dawn, everything—it was, po- was all it was all wrong, and it was the question about whether you actually are unfaithful or not, and um, and that was the overriding kind of theme of the song. It's like you know, it was. You know, the little devil on the shoulder going, yeah, go ahead, don't do it. It's all right, it'll be all right. Then another one going, you can't do this. This is not what you need in your life at this moment in time. You've got so much shit going on back at home. You do not need to add another shovel onto shit, onto the top of that mountain of shit you're dealing with in the house. You really don't. And that was kind of where it was. It was kind of the lust thing, romantic kind of thing against the reality just exactly what have you got and what you're going to lose right and so it is a song that's basically about fidelity and um, and there's this, this, it's funny because I, I, when, I, when I listened to the song again today you know there was a couple of lines in it that I kind of went oh yeah I know exactly why I wrote this and I took something that was actually happening at the time and just threw it in there and um, that was you know I think it's the line at the end. I can't remember exactly what it was. Playing away or playing away or playing at home. What's the difference? And that was kind of where it was. It was like you know I was away and playing away, and my wife was playing at home, and it was kind of there was all this going on in the in the middle of it all as well. So there was a, but it it was about fidelity, and it's like what you really want in your life. And the goldfish and clowns thing because Mark did a fantastic cover for it. You know, I mean it was. It, it was put forward as a single, and it, you know it just didn't. Happen. We went to radio with it, and never, nothing happened. And um, but I mean, Mark put a cover together, which was absolutely astounding. And it was it was a clowns because I mean, the, the goldfish and clowns thing came from the fun fair. This was about the same time as kind of Jungle Ride as well, and Jungle Ride was about the fun fairs, uh, and specifically about the, the the fun fair or what we call up here the shows. It was about the shows in Dalkeith, but that's another story, right? But the thing was, that I, I used it was the, it was the clowns that you kind of where you put the ball and it goes down and you know you see how many numbers you got and that's what I was feeling like. I was like kind of, yeah. You know, put something. Put another pill in. Put another drink in. Put another you know, and you know and you know if the numbers come up right, you win a goldfish. And the problem is with the goldfish that you get at the shows. They normally die after two days. And that was kind of an image that I wanted to bring in with that, you know. It was like you're getting something that's very pretty, that's very kind of like wild, glittery and golden, right. But at the end of the day, you're it's going to die, right. And that was kind of part and parcel of the Maugagear kind of connection. And it was about the kind of, you know, it was also the question of fidelity, where, you know, if you're in a relationship, you know, and you do stray, right, Then, you know, you could be dealing with something that, you know, it might be incredibly attractive, but it ain't going to last for long, right? And that was where the goldfish and clowns, the clown and the goldfish, right? And without further ado, this is from, by the way, for those of you who are sitting, what the hell is he going on about, right? This is a song from the Sunsets and Empire album. And uh, and I want to play this tonight. I want to play this tonight for Avril, Avril McIntosh right, especially, right, but Avril and Andy, I know you're out there listening, taking a break from the Fugazi messaging, but but Avril did all the vocals on this album, and she mixed all the vocals in, and when Stephen Wilson actually heard what Avril had done, he was kind of like, what, you know, because I kind of knew where the album was going and Steve was in at the start of it, and then it kind of moved through and things, but Avril, well, we got in touch with Bob Gold across in Portland, and uh, Portland, Maine, and we went across to his mastering studio, and he's he's the man, and we went across to this... There was Avril and uh, Jez who was working in the office with me, and we went across to America to master the album, which was the most big-time thing I'd ever done in my life, right? And um, we decided that, you know, this album was going to be the album, and it was going to be, you know, this was the one that was going to break me, you know? And I placed a lot of faith that Sunsets was going to happen. And we invested everything we could to make it sound absolutely stunning, to, um, to you know, to, to just make it just a, a great quality album. And um, so we went across there and we spent a couple of days there when they ended up in, back in New York and stuff. And we got very, very drunk. I remember Jeremy Lawson got extremely drunk and I seem to remember fell asleep under a table in an Irish bar. And Avril herself was a very giggly wee Scottish lassie that night. And I remember when we, we we went back to the airport when we were flying home, we got a limo. We decided, or I decided, that the rec- the record company, me, right, I was going to get a limo. So we got a limo and got that from the hotel back to JFK to fly home. And I remember we were going through New York, driving through Manhattan, then New, New York, heading out to JFK, with the top of the... the, the where the top of the limo opened up, blasting out "Sunsets and Empire" in the car, drinking all the vodka and gin in the car. By the time we arrived at the airport, we were paralytic just about. We were not in good shape, but it was that limo journey and just going like, "This is it. This is we've done a brilliant album." And Bob Gold even said, "You know, you know, as somebody that was a master and a master and engineer of, of, you know, his." quality and, and history, he turned around and he said, this sounds absolutely fantastic. He said, this is a great album. And I really thought that I had it. I really thought that this was the album that was going was gonna to bust me out and kind of, you know, take me to different places. And, of course, we all know it didn't. Um, you know, there was, we, we spent so much money on the, on the album that, you know, we didn't have enough to really bang out on the promotion and get people aware the album was actually out. And it kinda, it, it's there. And like I said, it's an album that I wrote with Stephen Wilson and it's, the playing on it is stunning. And I've just explained the song. So now, that's a bloody remote. Oh. Me knees, ah. Check, steam up to 15, sir. The calabash grill game. The gearing is fornicated and we're all ready. Let's turn the devices on and play. Oh, the fire's gone out. Bollocks. This, from the Sunsets and Emperor album A Fish, moi. This is Goldfish and Clowns.
1: No, it's not. It's another one.
2: Off oh, she glanced.
0: Since as we long,
1: kingdoms, queens and queens go fish and clowns. Between Dutch Rive and wrong, and our largest in the world's true. we the difference? There are wiggles in these streets, Malkichetti.
0: I love that.
2: I hadn't heard it for a while. I, I told you before I don't listen to songs, and it's interesting. You know, when I when I pick the songs for the Fish and Friday thing, it's like you know, some of them. I, some of them I know there's good stories behind. That's why I kind of go the little baited hooks for you because it's like because I know there's, there's some good ones, and I think you you, you get a, I think. You know, you found, you know, recently that you know, sometimes these these songs have actually got massive stories that carry on by now. Prosecco's making me burp. <clears throat> That's why I never drink it. I've never been a champagne man. I've never been a prosecco man. It's like i know on stage. It's like you know, rah, rah, rah. it's a <clears> hot <throat> man. Excuse me. Are you ready? Cha. Remy yeah. I mean, you know, that is a song. The problem is, it's it's a very high vocal, and we had to we had to drop the keys. Um, you know, the last time we, we tried to play it live, and it's an awkward one because it goes through certain uh, because it goes through certain keys that are very guitar friendly and make the solos sing. You know, you know, it's always you're always trying to find a balance in it. But but yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a song I love singing. It's difficult to remember, you know, because it's like. The, because I've never been somebody... Many is a person that's told me, why don't you just do a repeat chorus? And I don't look at it on... A, really really being repeat choruses. I look at on as an opportunity to get something in there that should have been in the verse that you can't, right? And I like to change it. I don't like having, you know, just repeat, repeat. And I, I, I basically make a rod for my own back because all I end up doing is having to remember all the different choruses in sequence because they're all... Uh, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I have a little podium or a, a wee music stand on the stage with the lyrics on it. So I've got to turn them, because if I screw up, then the band screw up. And when we're working the click tracks, as I've said before, it's like it can become quite messy out there. No. No. man. Krasny, great dynamic in guitar. Yeah, it is, it's just... A, 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 a lo- I think dynamics in songs are so important, you know? It's, um, you know, to... to the one thing I learned, I mean, um, that I've used a couple of times uh, was um, it was I picked up of Jim Morrison. It was, it was I think it was a book that I read about Jim Morrison, and he was on about how you know when you're at a gig, right? Having silence in that gig is like the most powerful thing you can possibly have, and it's very true, you know. I think if you can, come, if you can get, be on a stage and command an absolute silence in the crowd, right? And there's a couple of bits of it, incredibly dynamic. Perception of Johnny Punter was, was always a favourite when we, we, we divided it up at the end, just before it goes into the last section. And it's like you just stand there. And stare. And it's just... You feel it just build and build and build. And everybody becomes very aware that they're all sitting or standing in a hall, and everybody else is quiet. And just before somebody shouts out, "Brendo," you bam, you're in there, right? And it's it's getting the timing of it. But I mean, having commanding the silence is is a, is a big thing if there's any frontman out there watching. It's like if you can get that together, it it's a big tool. And um, and I don't. You know, but the dynamics of mean, goldfish and clowns—they're just there's some great bits where it's like the, the drums can just go rap, rap, and you're in, and just just put a little break in there just before you kind of oh, we're back in the far corner again. How you write songs? What comes first, the lyrics or the things the do? Um, Ray Rookstap, tap, Grey Queen, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, there is a book on lyrics to be done, but I mean, the thing is that the problem I've got. Is the lyrics are indescribably they're 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 so entwined with my my real life that it's like you know to write an autobiography and write a song about and do a book about the lyrics is really difficult because I'm I'm going to be doubling up and I don't want to double up and I've not really worked out how to do it yet um, because I mean. You know the lyrics. The lyrics are always so, so personal. There's so there's so many important parts of my life, which is you know, as I've said, and, and Swan and I have discussed. It's sometimes difficult. You know, when I'm very happily married and, and with a woman that I love deeply and dearly, you know, and you've got songs about you know your feelings for other people, you know, in your past is, and you're discussing them is sometimes quite difficult. And you know, for some people that actually like are living that, uh, who are obviously in those songs, you know. That's another state of affairs, But, but yeah, so it's, um, you know, Alistair Smith, love the single piano notes as it fades. Whose idea was it to make that in the mix? I can't remember, but I mean, I remember consciously, you know, when we were under control, that's the way it goes out on the, on the, on the single, on just that ding, 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 yeah. Chrissy Pye, lovely song, Fish, you look warm and cosy here. I am very warm and cosy because the fire, is blazing, No, if in fact, I've got to turn it down now. <coughs> this is the thing. I'm a fire god, not a rain god. I think it was because... <coughs> because our family... Our family were blacksmiths for a hundred years. My, my granddad had the forge and things. So, I think that's where it comes from. The ability to, to you know, make fires. Yeah, i've got a bit of i was a bit of a pyromaniac when i was a kid but that's another story yeah darling darling are we are we ready for another glass because it's it's lunch party day and i could how many is this by the way can somebody please tell me i've i've lost count how many fish and fridays is it now thanks babe Hmm.
0: Thank you. Yeah.
2: Mm. Ah. Sláinte. Can you hear that in the background? That's the metal expanding on the big morsel stove. I love it. There's something great when you're actually when you're sitting at night on your own in the house, right? And especially when it's snowing outside. I don't want to do that because it But like if you sit on the couch, it's outside or it's kind of you know still, and you just I and mean, when the fire's there and you just hear that the ticking of the morsel stove, there's something so reassuring about it. But it's just the metal expanding and contracting as you know, as I said, it's lovely. Kevin... Oh, I'll go down this... I'm going to miss it. Uh, Craig, Captain Wow Dawson. So here I am once more, a possible title for an autobiography. Nah, I don't know. Uh, Female, time let the past, go and enjoy the future with your lady. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I do enjoy the... I will enjoy the future with my lady, and I enjoy the now with my lady, but it's like, you know... My problem is my past isn't just kind of like it's in there. It's out there on CDs and it's out there on Spotify and it's out there on loads of other places. And I can't kind of give up. I don't... Um, it's not something I kind of look back on and go, oh, if only that had been different. Not a chance in hell, right? But it's, um, you know, what happened happened and I'm glad a lot of it did happen, right? Because if it didn't, I would be here with somebody who's so incredible, right? And, you know... Swan and I are definitely soulmates, and as I said you know I can't escape that part and when I do write the autobiography there's a lot of stuff I'm gonna to have to write about that was very important in the creation of what I am today that is going to make people some people feel incredibly uncomfortable and uh, I already know some people that have kind of voiced opinions about well not voiced opinions but they've um they've let it be known that they're concerned about what I'm going to write about because, it, you know, you know how I write. And I would never go out, I mean, I would never go out and write an autobiography where I went out to deli- deliberately malign somebody or be, you know, um, nasty. You know, I don't need paybacks, you know. But there's things happened in my life that happened because of things that happened right, that I can't ignore, right? And they've got to be addressed. And I've got to address them in a mature and, um, uh, honestly, but, you know, I've also got to be aware that there's people and there's families. I mean, there's certain things I won't talk about because there are other people, there are third parties involved outside what happened that would not like to know what happened. But, I mean, let's leave it at that. Uh, but I would be a bastard. Uh. Jesse I. McConnell. After Pujol Rodriguez, Karen Clark. The title of the book, that's another story.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> T. are you regularly working out to be physically ready for touring when it will be possible again? <laughs> <laughs> You're having a laugh, mate. You're having a laugh. Aye. No, I'm not. It's... a. Uh, I keep on. We've got the cabin out there, and the cabin has got a. Um, the cabin has got. Oh, I forgot to tell you about this. The cabin has got I bought a, um, a cross trainer for Simona about three Christmases ago, two Christmases ago, because she said she really wanted one because going up to, to gyms in Edinburgh was a pain and it was expensive. We thought, well, why don't we just get something here? So that was one of the reasons when we got the cabin and It's not only can, you know, do we have a spare room, but we had a place that was big enough to put the, uh, the machine in and we're allegedly able to do yoga on mats on the floor. And that is, it is my intention. Oh, I forgot that story. Oh, I'll tell you a great one, right? Bro, you'll love this, right? So uh, anyway, so th- that is, yes, I will, I am going to be, I'm very aware that throughout the winter months, you know, I am a bear, right, and I will be in hibernation here, right, and I've got to be very careful, because I've, you know, this is the chocolate tooth, right, and that's the wine tooth, right, and um, I've got to be careful, because it's like, you know, I'm a little bit older, it takes longer to get off, as some of you already know, and then, but, you know, so there's a cross trainer, and there's what I call a Shugo machine, right, it's called, (laughs) Rab, (laughs) Rab's wife, uh, Suzanne, um, she had a, a, a bunch of what I call shugo machines. They're basically the, the pads, fitness pads or something. They're the ones that wear around your waist. It's a big plate, and you stand in it, and it basically vibrates, right? And um, and the idea is to stand in the right position. And I've been I've been nervous about using this because I had my, my spine issues and stuff. But as long as I get the right posture on this machine, you know, you just stand in it it's like that, you know. You mix cocktails on it, and everyone. Like that, like that. And then you've got these dials and programs and you can put your one leg on it and do that. And there's loads of different things that you can read off the laptop. So basically I've got to bring up the programs in the laptop and put the sugar machine on and then do it. But it's basically a big plate. So we've got the sugar machine and we've got the cross trainer. But the sugar machine's great. great. Right. It's great. But you've got a TV in there, it's great, you know. But, so between the sugar machine and that and a bike that I need to get on if I can get off my stepson when he's not, you know, diving down the town then, you know, that's all cool and dandy, and we'll get it done. Hi, Liam. Uh, you are right. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. fine. Good. So it's... um, So, yeah, so I'm aware... Liam does brilliant stuff. He does push-ups, chin-ups, and... He's mental. He's and He gets in shape for the rest of us in the house. He's in the correct shape. We're just in the wrong shape and just, you know... And at the moment, you know... I fit inside my dungarees, right? And now... But, you know... You know, with the Facebook, you say, Does my bum look bigger. This. Uh, uh. Uh. Stephen Asprey, what's the time plan for an autobiography? Do you need a writer? My autobiography? Do I need a writer? Think about that one. No, I want to write it myself because I, you know, I've been offered so many times by people. You know, I'll write your book. You know, I'll I'll, I'll do it for you. I don't want to do that, you know. I've done some great interviews with people. Like I've done, there are some brilliant, brilliant interviews out there with with some some very good friends, and uh, you know. And I'm sure I'll be calling them up at some point, you know, to go like, "What did I say back then?" You know, what well, and? and it's going to be interesting because I have got to go up to the attic, and I'm going to have to get down, you know, the the boxes of memorabilia covered in rat droppings. No, they're not. But, it's, uh, but I've got to get them done. I've got to go through them. And it, sometimes some of the things that you see in interviews, and probably in about 10 years' time, if I see myself, you know, or the, like these are Fish's old Facebook projects after after Velshmirtz, I'll go, oh, did I say that? Did I really say that? And, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you're completely changing. But I mean, you know, with, with the autobiography, you know, there's no way that anybody else can write it. And I want to write it in my own kind of style, you know, because I need to jump about. You know, I've thought about this many times. It's like, you know, how the... Am I going to write this, you know? I don't want to do linear. I don't want to write about, well, yeah, and then Kaylee happened and my life changed, you know? It's like, I don't want that, you know? it's Because there are so many different areas of my life and compartments in my life that I need to try and do some sort of Venn diagram thing with, you know? Because they kind of spin off each other. It's, um, in fact, I mean, just the, just the other day, I did an interview with Gary Bushel. And Gary Bushel, who you may or may not know, was a writer for the NME. And we used to hate the NME, right? The NME never gave us a, a decent review. The one review I always remember from the NME, right? It was uh, it was one, I, I just remember this one. I, it could have been for Fugazi. And it was, uh, yeah, the Marillion album. Uh, yeah, you could put the Marillion album on, go for a shower, make yourself a meal, go down the shops, walk the dog, come back and it will still be playing. <laughs> that was the review. <laughs> they hate us. And, but Gary's a great guy and Gary kind of went from NME and he moved into kind of, he, he went up ladders and moved into um, tabloids and he's, he's now kind of, I think he's the features editor for the Daily Express. And I was supposed to be doing an interview with him about my uh, my six favourite books and it was kind of like a, one of them kind of oven ready questionnaires on, on TV, what was your first TV, when were your first on TV, blah, 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 right. and. The last time I talked with Gary, Gary reckoned the last time we talked was 85, right? I think it was after that sometime, but I mean, we were always, you know, like that, you know? <laughs> and we had a brilliant now, and we were talking for about an hour and 20 minutes and it went everywhere and it, you know, it went through. I mean, Gary basically made me the terrible mistake of saying, have you got time and do you fancy a talk? And, uh, and I was sitting there going like, no problem. <laughs> And we, we we covered loads of bases, and but really interesting ones. We've I mean, just gone through the six the six books. Um, I have to watch my timing, this because it's half past. So the six books we'll do another time. And I've got to watch here because I've just sidetracked myself. But yeah, so um, I'm gonna have to get, get out get there. <laughs> I went in a rabbit hole and got lost. Damn, bloody prosecco. But yeah, that was it. The interview with Gary Bushel, it's like you find things about yourself in interviews, and it, it was a really weird thing, right. And one of the questions for the TV, the, the, the TV thing was like, you know, who was your first crush, you know, or somebody on TV? And I was, I was going, like, who was it? And I went, and I said, probably, I said for TV crush, probably Mrs. Partridge of the Partridge family. I, I, I thought she was really... I, and, but I must I was really young then, you know? It's probably the parish family, or the, the, the lassie on the parish family. But on the big screen, and this is what I said to him, said, if it was the big screen, right? And this is where this bulb exploded in my head, right? And, uh... Because there's those things that you find out but you go, oh, I've never thought about that before. Right? And I said, if it was the big screen, it'd have to be lethal, right? From the sound of music, right? And I was like, and that was when I was really young. I remember my mum and dad took me and all my mates for my birthday party and we went up to um, to Edinburgh to be the Odeon in Edinburgh and we saw some of Music and I fell in love with Liesl. And there lies it. That's it. Now, I know some of you are going to do this and say, well, they weren't German, they were Austrian, right? Because the, the Von Trapps were an Austrian family and give me a break. I know Lisa was an American actress, right? And it was a really shitty German-Austrian accent, right? But maybe that's where it all came from. Maybe that's why I've got this thing with Germany, right? And that's why, you know, I've got, you know, a beautiful daughter by my first wife. And that's why I've got a beautiful wife that we've been together now for it was this nine years, right? And it's because of that. It was because of Lisa and the sound of music. Wow. See, some people have to pay counsellors for that. Now you could just get it through doing an interview with Gary Bishop, which is fantastic, right? But yeah, I mean, that's one of the things with interviews because it's like you start to click and sometimes you can find stuff that you go like, oh, wait a minute, I've never thought about that before, you yeah. know? Which is good. Bourbon and Coke on the go here to celebrate a special day. Neil Quarrel, good on you, man. Louise Garcia Pimentel, Louise. Dan Gelder, would you ever consider writing a novel with your lyrical... Yes, I'd love to write novels and I've got ideas for novels, but... <clears throat> Not at the moment. Well, no. Chris Brett I would love to see a movie about your life. <laughs> nah. Bernd Botched, didn't you say in an interview that Freddie Mercury fancied you? Blah, 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 blah. I think that was in the news of the world. Therese Manos, Purple Velvet Records. Yes, again, Andy Cole. Uh... And you call fishing the launch of your final studio album? Is it still okay to enjoy visual your first win solo? Yeah, I mean you know. Let's here we go. Right, look at us now. We're we're already in lockdown. The only reason we can operate here is because we operate this as a business. It's not a household. It's a, it's a business, right? And um, but I mean the thing is that um, with a tour and everything. I can't see February happening. You know, we're we're hearing we're we're hearing another version of lockdown. You know, the second wave things moving on. I don't want to get too into this at this moment, right? But I I can't see February happening. I mean, hand on heart, and I'm actually going to be talking to my promoter in the next week or so about this because I can't see it happening. And I've already said to you know dominate my my productions, blow the summer out because we can't do it. I can't, you know, bring a band together, et cetera, et cetera. We've done this. I don't want to go over it again. But, I mean, it's impossible. And I'm looking at the next time we're going to be able to go out in September. And I find it weird being here now, right? Because what I should be doing now is I should be moving into rehearsals, right? And I was thinking out the other that like, we should be starting rehearsals with a band and ready to go out on the tour, which is not happening. And December is not happening. And uh, please don't write any emails about... Two dates and everything else because I don't know right I really don't know but I have to make a decision at the end of March beginning of April about what's going to happen at the end of next year and if you know I hate to say it and I really do hope that I'm wrong but I cannot see the the, the 2021 tour happen, happening for me 2021 I think is going to be empty and I think 2022 is going to be the year when I go out, and it will be probably at the end of 22, and that will be trying to trying to reconnect. It says it just flashed up, but it's not. Don't try to reconnect. I'm definitely having a farewell tour, and it's going to be hopefully in uh, 2022. So uh, there we go. Have I lost the feed? Friends. Have I gone off? Spinning disc, spinning disc, spinning disc. Am I back on? What the fuck happened there? it has gone off. Ah, is that it, back on again?
0: Hey, I had a birthday wish for... Not a, 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 t-
2: no, I can't find it. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Am I back on here? What the um,
1: Oh, no, 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 no.
2: I think you're there. I'm not on my page. Ah, i us just try this to reload. Well, oh, the feed was fine. I'm back. OK, thanks, guys. Cheers, Rob. Thank you. Thanks for... Stop... Stop sending me messages. All working fine. Thanks, Rob. Right. Just something went wrong. Maybe there was a very difficult... Thanks, Joel. I've got it. <sighs> Bollocks. Right it's twenty two i've held back i've, I've held back um, playing this so far, but because it's launch day, I thought this is the time to unleash the rose um, this song I cannot put on and not listen to the end um, when Simona and I first heard Callum Malcolm's kind of major mix, right, when we had the kind of mix seven, right, we just sat there and went, wow, right, and I'm so proud of this, and Steve Vances and I pulled out all the stops on this, to, uh, to sculpt it and, and move it round and things. Um, I really wanted to put this on, on my last album. I really wanted to have a big epic crawling movie or a song, right? Stop texting me. Right. And um and it came from this. I mean originally you you, you can know the story, I'll graph because 'cause I've got to watch at the time on this as well. Um I was watching Channel four news and there was an article at the end of the news and it was about the gardener of aleppo and it was about a, a guy an old guy that was running a garden center in Ale- aleppo during the war and in aleppo seemingly it was famous for having flowers in its roundabouts and this gardener decided he was going to plant hibiscus and rosemary and lavenders and things because he wanted to plant them in the roundabouts to try and maintain a sense of normality and there was a great line during that. He said, he said "Like Does the, the the rockets and everything. Do, how do how do you deal with them? How do you deal with the sound of gunfire and rockets and artillery?" And he said, "I just hear it like Beethoven." And I thought that was so <laughs> profound the way he could just bank it off, and I loved it. And then I'm watching this documentary going down it. This is this is incredible. And right at the end, there was the end of the article it says, "And we went back, blah blah blah." And the garden centre had been hit by uh, a rocket and he'd been killed and one of his sons, I think, was dead. And the other one was trying to survive in Aleppo. And I just found that so tragic. And I went, I've got to, it, it was just one of those things where I've I, I got to write about this, you yeah. know? And then I started to do a lot of research. Because, you know, what well, the other songs, like the Highwood and Feast of Consequences, you know, I like to research songs. And, you know, if I'm dealing with especially with subject matters where, you know, you, it can get a bit tricky, you know, you're wandering areas where, you know, you can really trip up and, and make an arse of yourself. And I, I, I thought, okay, I've got to start looking at the this war that I've been watching on the TV and get into, like, more areas, you know. And, um, and lo and behold, I came across the Damascus Rose. And because I was looking for a flower to associate with the song because I'd set out to do flowers and trees and plants associated with every song and on the album, which I kind of managed to do apart from two, I think. But the rose, the, dam- the damask rose came up and it turned out the damask rose was one of the base roses for like so many European cultivars. It was a principal rose in the kind of rose breeding business, et cetera, et cetera. The the petals, the rose itself, like they don't last very long. They've got to be picked at certain times. They're heavily fragrant and they were heavily traded. And I'm reading, I'm going like, wow, wow, this is it, this is brilliant. And then it was bang, bang, bang. And then I I found an item on up and an Israeli really news site or whatever, and it was about how the damask rose was endangered because because of the war, and because all the areas where the Damascus rose was being grown were actually in war zones, so there, there was minefields, there was unexploded ordnance, and there were, there were troops flying back and forth, and it was too dangerous to pick the roses. And it was a, a major staple kind of product, you know, for a commerce product, you know? And it was massive, and I've t- read more about Damascus, and I started to read about the areas, and, and where the revolution started, and how it began, and all the rest of it, but the, the damask rose, I went, I focused in on that. And I read that, as legend has it, that in 1345, a French knight brought the original damask rose back to France. And he brought it from the walls. from the bottom, He found it at the bottom of the walls of Damascus during the, the big siege there in 1345. And he brought the rose back to France and that's where it started. And I went... And there was a, there was a trip in there. And I went, refugees damask rose, and I went. The refugees is the, the rose that comes from Syria is a girl, it's a woman, it's rosebud, right? And um, and uh, that was the angle I took it from. So that the the rose of Damascus became a story about a girl who was being very much in in the sway of kind of western culture and you know the she was becoming westernized she saw the revolution and she saw freedoms and all sorts of everything within that revolution and got carried away with it not understanding the politics but caught in the energy and the fervor and you know and bam 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 the war happens and she's left destitute basically with nothing with no family with no friends and nothing you know and in my song, in my lyric, or in our song, in my lyric, it was, uh, I had her basically see the only piece of colour in all the grey and the white of the concrete and the dust and the crap and everything, seeing a, one damask rose on a balcony of a house, you know, like the only piece of colour that she could see. And she takes the stems and wraps them up in clay, you know, they're hardy things and takes them with her as she goes and heads towards Lebanon going for the coast. When Steve and I put the song together, you know, I said right at the start that I did not want a big slow five, big full-time progressive ending. And, you know, because of the very nature of the lyric, you know, I needed her to to basically go to sea. And that was why, you know, I made that decision, and we made that decision to kind of, you know, have it go out on the sea and the, the swell. So the end of the song was that sense of just staring out in a darkness and a disappearing horizon, and that was why the spoken word, and I wanted to use spoken word in this as part of the dynamic, going back to go for clowns, as part of the dynamic and as a way to not overwhelm with melody, not to overdose on melody. So there was there was those kind of complete transitions, you know, and I think with my voice and you know, the way I do spoken word is, you know, um, it was easy to get the gravitas of it all. But, I mean, that is what it's about. I mean, you know, people turn around and, you know, especially with, you know, what's happened in the English Channel and things, a lot of people turn around and, you know, they're refugees. I think what people have got to keep in mind, right, is that these people are not, you know... There's a lot of these refugees that are not coming across here for, you know, just to become part of, you know, uh, the West and to take advantage of like, you know, what is here. These are people, right, that are leaving places that have been bombed and devastated. And as I tried to catch in the Rose of Damascus, because as I always said, with velch it has to be about people, about characters. And this is a girl who nothing, who's running away. She's trying to escape to find some sort of safety and just to find a new life and I think you know sometimes we need to keep that in mind you know a little bit more you know that it's not all about money you know it's about you know being safe and and just escaping the fear right so this is the first time I played it I was going to play it a long time ago but tonight is the right time and we've got enough to get it going excuse me if I make another horrible... I'll put the fire on so you can catch the flames because I know you like a little, bit of, a little bit of fire in this stove when I play a song. So there you are. It'll catch up in a minute. And this is where, if I make a big scratchy noise, you know, it's going to be, oh, hey. that's why you should be drinking alcohol for your Erdinger rather than drinking the... Your Prosecco stuff. Uh, sup, 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 sup.
1: Set the controls to foot and jammer.
2: The doctoring device is correct. The valves are overridden by the Flamenco phase and we're ready. Drop
1: the stylus and do f- screw up.
2: Didn't get it quite on the track, but you'll hear it in a minute. So, it's Happy Release Day. And this is one I'd like to be remembered for. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fans, friends. Sláinte and here is your premiere on Fish and Friday of Rose of Damascus from the Welchberts album by Moi.
1: Words of the prophet, the promise of miracles. Prayers are delivered. The promise of freedom's jolly Concrete skeletons, the clouds of smoke and dust between the stars. The blinding light, it fell out of the heavens and changed her life forever. She's no one left. Everything is gone. She knows she has to leave.
2: of Damascus yeah that's the big one that's the big one from the album the thing is a lot of the stuff you won't be able to hear on the phone uh, or down this feed for those of you who've got the album, you've already recognised that there's a lot of kind of old fashioned kind of fade work in there, right to left and things, which we really want to bring in. And Callum did a great job. I want to just take my cap off to uh, Craig Vondell, who did an amazing job drumming on this, you know, an incredible job. And also Doris Brendel, who I think from this album will go on and get. Even more of a name for herself. She did a beautiful vocals. Some of the vocals, again, that you'll hear when you get the album. She does this kind of uh, breathy, kind of pulsing thing. It's just, it's gorgeous. John Mitchell's guitars, Robin, Bo- John Mitchell's solos on this, on the, on what we call the debris section. Um, it, it's just, it's such a beautiful solo. It's just there and leaves. It's, just, and and Steve answers. You know, bass playing and what he did with all the keyboards and the track, and you know my co-writer on this, uh, or main co-writer on this, it's like he's done brilliant. It's it's a track I'm really proud of. I'm really pr- try. I'm really proud to leave kind of my career with a track like this that is a real classic prog track, and I'd like to think that you know it's going to become a classic prog track. But that's it. <clears throat> We've gone over the score again. See, that's why, you know, you start talking about, you know, doing long gigs and things, and I'm going like, you know, I'll only do an hour and 45 minutes. And so like, you know, and here we are, Fisher Friday launch day. we're over. Uh, I think it's next week um, that I'll be definitely coming off, you know, on the dot, because I'm going to be on Gardner's World on the 2nd of October. Is that next week? No, it's a week after next, I think. I can't remember, right? But anyway, we're coming on Gardner's World. But tonight is launch party. And uh, it's great, you know, so it's me and uh, Simona and Liam, Liam's here, and uh, uh, um, and the three-legged dog never showed up, but that's what happens when you have big parties, you know, like, you know, three-legged dogs never show up at parties, right? I was disappointed, and I will be writing to uh, Bindi tomorrow. It's like, no more Vienna sausages. So, show number, whatever, I've got no idea what number it is. It's in the 20s. Um, facing up to the prospect of a possible potential Fish and Friday on Christmas Day that's got me thinking now Um, but tonight I'll leave you um, in our own wee lockdown I want to say a big thank you, a huge thank you to Simona for doing such an absolutely brilliant, brilliant job through there dealing with stuff that I couldn't even contemplate handling you know She's learned so much and has been, she is absolute, I don't know what to say. She's, you know, without her being here and being part of my life and part of my team, you know, this wouldn't all be happening now. You wouldn't be getting your albums and I wouldn't be sitting, able to sit here and talk to you on Fish on Friday, etc, etc. So, you know, I love my wife. And also be thanks to, you know, our, uh, the four guys that have been doing the mail order, and Rab, who's been doing all the heavy carrying, the heavy lifting, and organizing the processing of the mail. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's great. It's, it's a small business. Keep that in mind, you know. Um, I've said, go on Facebook and see it. Don't, be patient. Just please be patient with the arms. They're all going out. Someone that is in charge, they'll all be coming out. And remember there is a lockdown we are working in 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 a lockdown here and adhering to all the regulations to operate in a business to keep this this running and also i thank the all mail and the the posties that are like delivering out there as well i mean um they go out they've been doing their job for months and months and months on end and people forget just about what they're bringing to us you know but you know as always you know it was Disappointing to see in the Netherlands that there was some of these uh, young rappers and stuff coming out and saying, you know, it's all conspiracies and all the rest of it. Um, I'll stick to what I stand, stand for. It's, So, uh, yeah, you know, as I said, you know, I had sepsis. I've got PTSD because of sepsis. You know, I get the fear every time something goes wrong with my system. I, you know, and it's anywhere near that, I, I get the fear. I don't want to be back in the royal full of you know cannulas and tubes and having you know a ventilator down my throat i don't want it and i'm not taking the risk on it and that's why we play so safe everybody's getting uptight about you know breaching freedoms and blah 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 and nanny state and you know being told what to do i don't care you know i've i follow my own rules for the safety of my 87 year old mother through there for the safety of you know my my wife, who's got her own kind of underlying health issues for family and stuff. And we watch what we're doing, you know. I don't give a damn about, you know, what people think about what, you know, the fact that I wear a mask. I, I, I don't, it doesn't bother me, you know. It's, um you know, if it means it helps, you know, stop curtail. I mean, if you're Scottish, the one thing I'm going to ask you, if you are Scottish, right, sign up for the government app right you're not giving away personal information or anything like that just sign up for it it's going to help the fact of the matter is as i said you know i was supposed to be in rehearsals for a tour it ain't happening february you know ain't gonna happen you know and your know, reality step back and look at it, it ain't gonna happen and i'm going to talk with mark about this because i think if if we are going to be cancelled this tour then people need refunded now not after christmas but before christmas you know um but all i'm asking right all i'm asking no matter what you think right is just keep your hands kind of sanitized if you're going to the supermarket and stuff just take care be sensible you know just think you know you don't have to be told what to do you should be able to think about what you should be doing and not be doing right you shouldn't need to have a government turn around and saying you know it's only six people, blah, 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 just be sensible, you know, and as I said, you know, it's, it's, it's other people, you know, this is rising, it's rising and rising, and it's rising because, you know, there's been lockdowns, and I appreciate the economics, you know, I'm sitting here with, like, I've lost a year and a half of touring, right, that's been a huge, huge hit, massive hit for me, and it's also been a massive hit for, you know, other musicians, and, you know, for my musicians, for my crew, but other musicians, they will deal with it. The Musicians Union posted up, uh, I read it it this week in a newspaper, they reckon that 30% of the professional musicians in the music business that are currently working are going to be leaving the business and finding other work. That is scary. That is a lot of players, that is a lot of creative artists, in the same way as there are a lot of journalists being hit, a lot of... Theatre actors being hurt. The arts are being decimated. And it's a worry. It's a worry. You just heard a song called Rosie Damascus where I was able to put something together. The arts are like one of the ways in which we kind of influence kind of how we think and, you know, make people aware of kind of what's happening out there from a different perspective than a government guideline. Losing your journalists, losing your actors, losing your musicians, you're losing a strata an entire strata of information, right, and becoming more dependent on kind of the news, right. Support your local artists. Support you know your local actors. Whatever you can, you know. Um, but the most important thing is that the R rate, which is now about one point four up in this country, right, and it's far too high, and we need to get that down. And the only way we get it down is by following the rules. It ain't too much to ask. Wear a mask when you're out and stop transmitting if you are kind of infected. Keep your hands clean and keep your social distancing, right? There's reasons for doing it, you know? Um, it appears to some people as being like some sort of control thing. I don't go for it. Like I said, I can't I've got a great big likelihood that I'll die, right? And um, I'm not risking that. So all I'm asking you to do is basically follow rules and take the guidelines and, you know, fight. But today was Fishing Friday. Today was Velchmert's launch day. Our launch party, which should have been populated by stars and glitterati and people swarming around eating canopies and... You know, talking about blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And, of course, blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing it. It's just us here in the house. Tonight, it's a curry because it's Friday. It's my wife's great almond chicken curry, which I'm looking forward to. Until next time, next Fish and Friday, because this will continue. Happy Veltwurst launch day. Just take care and stay alive.
0: Slunge <sniffs> that